Hi, and welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast, where we sit, eat, chat, and repeat. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com, and you can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers markets, and more who are using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I promise you, Patrick, I'm not making much money going to South Dakota and Wyoming this weekend, dude. I'm not sure. It, but but my band, dude, they have not made you know, I applied for the PPP loan. I did, and I, I got it. I didn't make much money. That ran out at the end of June. I don't think I'm gonna to be touring again until November. So you're telling me the guys that I've had my on the road with me for five, six years, who I've been their primary income. They don't get to play music in Texas, which is that for what six months, dude. Like, come on, that's why I, I'm gonna have to take these shows right now. Like, I'm not doing this for my pocketbook to give me an extra thousand dollars in my book. Totally, it's not what it's about, dude. It's like, yeah. Uh, at the same time, I, I, yeah, man, it's just, it's tough, and I, I do feel guilty because I can, I can just right now see someone watching the podcast thinking to themselves. It's not about how, how is money more important than people's lives. Like, and I and I get what you're saying. I do. Hey, brother, how we doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Just trying to get out of this heat. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, not not for a good while. Good I know. <laughs> just started, right? Like J- July. I'm in Austin, so it's just like. Just hitting oh, us nice. hard. It, it was like 105 degrees yesterday when I went and walked my dogs at 8:15 at night. Right? <laughs> it's just like can't can't escape it. Yeah, Where are you at right now? I'm in huh? Fredericksburg. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're That's close to me. My, I got the uh, the boot ranch shirt working. Boot at Fredericksburg. Nice. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, right. I mean, wife and I moved here like uh, I guess it was December of. 2018 I've been here a year and a half now almost two years yeah gorgeous out there all the yeah, wine uh you know distilleries just old town feel right i just love walking through there getting a burger just shopping just hanging out getting a glass of wine or a beer or something yeah great, great yeah, city, if, if you do drink wine uh that's why we're here is my my wife and her family own and run a wine tasting room called cross mountain vineyards cross mountain vineyards okay yeah. dude i have it's, to check it out man i i absolutely i love wine i'm always going out there for that it's uh, it's Italian wine only. They import all their wine, so a lot of folks here Ooh, like that. Have their, I like it. Yeah, it's a lot of you know U.S. Uh, you know, Napa wine, Texas wine sure. here, but but they're one of the only ones who have an uh, Italian import license, and they bring. I mean, their their stuff's the best. I promise. I didn't drink. I'm all wine, about the but, I'm all about the Tuscans, super oh, Tuscans. Dude. There you I'm go. I'm all about it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that chair, first of all, and the guitars behind you. This is yeah, perfect. Yeah, well, the chair, it's, the like... chair it's, a, it's a bear rug on the chair. and then uh, I love it. I yeah, love that. Guitars, I, I got this. It's, I, I just put this little thing together a couple of uh, weeks ago as far as where to put the guitars. and I got a few more down there, the amps and stuff. Damn, there we go, man. Oh, I love that. I had George uh, Dukas on the podcast as well, and he was showing me his same sort of thing. said he had amps and guitars, and I mean, it was crazy. It was awesome. It does it remind awesome. me that yeah, the yellow walls need to be repainted. But uh, we, bought a, <laughs> we bought a bed and breakfast, and we this was with the house. Uh, it was an old bed and breakfast. So one room's yellow, one room's pink, one room's blue, and uh, we oh, just haven't, we haven't painted yeah. it yet. So that's I, I got the paint right there beside me actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's me it'll sit there for like two years my wife's like when are you gonna paint that i'm like i'm it, I'm, I'm getting on it this weekend it's happening uh no that's awesome uh thank you so much uh kyle for joining us man um you know i re really appreciate you taking the time heck yeah absolutely um you know uh yeah i just want to talk about you know some music you know texas of course uh, you can see the flag behind me um so yeah let's just start there kyle like where um where'd you grow up in texas let's just start there uh leander just north of you uh by yeah miles. um grew up leander high school my parents went to leander high school my my yeah my uncle nan you know everybody did and uh after that went to san marcus for college yeah. Texas State, yeah. for just a couple of years but i i chose texas state because i applied to southwest texas by the way i i yeah. am that old or that young <laughs> what are you gonna call it <laughs> so, uh, but, but I went to Texas today. They changed the, the year I got there. They changed the name. But anyhow, I chose San Marcos because of music. Like I, being from Austin, so many of my high school friends, they wanted to go to Lubbock because of their older brothers and sisters and such. And yeah. And I mean, nothing against Lubbock. I just didn't want to be seven yeah. hours away from home, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, this is, I mean, I didn't even really know about Pat Green, Corey Morrow, Josh Abbott wasn't around yet. Neither was William Clark Green. So as far as the Lubbock trend of Texas musicians, that wasn't a thing I knew about. And all I knew was that if I was in San Marcos, I was an hour and a half away from College Station. I was an hour from San Antonio, an hour from Austin, two hours from Waco. And I was just no. kind of in the, in the generals. I was in true Central Texas. And that was the, the simple reason why I wanted to stay around Central Texas for school was because of music. And yeah. then, of course, uh, then I started touring in Lubbock. I, I, that was always like the, all right, well, you know, we play College Station San Antonio. This weekend, we're going to Lubbock. We got a seven-hour <laughs> drive this week, boys. But it was, but it was comfortable because I had my high school friends there to kind of, you know, break me in. Uh, Maybe but, bring a, a crowd to sort of get things going, sort exactly. of thing. Yeah. And now yeah. Lubbock is like just a hop, skip, and a jump. Like I mean, seven hours is nothing. Now we're <laughs> nothing. We're in uh. South Dakota in a couple of days, man. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally that's nothing yeah well you know you, you forget um how big texas is till yeah. you get out of texas you're like damn te you know texas is big but you're right it, it's uh, nothing compared to yeah exactly the shows that you have uh coming up so music let's let's talk about music like why i'm always curious you know i i do interview a lot of uh, musicians and singers and songwriters on the podcast and i'm real curious of what you know as an artist creative like what makes you get into music like why why choose i want to perform in front of people right like yeah. what what where does that click happen you know and along there, the line there are a bunch of reasons first of all i don't i, mean, I think music chose me as a little kid i mean i i was right. i was the kid singing in the, in, in the truck like my dad you know like all right, son, quit singing for just a little, we've been, we've been singing for an hour and a half now, just kind of chill it out. And like, I knew every word, every song, every singer, I know every little guitar lick. It's just like, before I played guitar, before I was singing on stage, I already had that, uh, that knack for remembering lyrics and memorizing the song and how it went. Like, I, I don't have, I do know a few people who have phonographic memories where they can hear a song one time and know it forever. Yeah. I'm not that good, but like if we play '90s country trivia, I, I need one note and I'll tell you the song name and title. Like I, wow. I got that thing going. But it's, it's, and as far as like singing and stuff, I, I found the guitar at 14 years old, and I always loved to sing, but I was really shy about someone telling me that I wasn't any good because I I loved it so much. Yeah. I cared. Like it was like my, it was such a passion that someone said, "Hey, you're not very good," 
that was just going to like, that was going to, you know, ruin me. I felt like as a 12 year old, 14 year old kid. But then I finally got the guts to sing at like 15 with the, the garage band I was in in high school. And my cousin was there and I was so nervous. And, and uh, anyway, and, and, and just the band, they said, Hey, that's pretty good. Sing one more. And I'm like, that's all I needed was to hear. That was that's, pretty that's good. That's it. More. Yeah. That's Versus it. Like, right. Yeah, let's, let, let's let Trey sing one now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it was, uh, yeah. That wasn't bad, Kyle, but you know what? We're going to bring in. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, hilarious. So do, do one <laughs> more. So it, that was kind of what got me the confidence to, okay, I can sing in front of people without being embarrassed now. And then I got a, then when I was 15 years old, I got the job as a DJ at a, a dance hall in Liberty Hill called Outlaws. Oh, wow. It, it was a huge place at the time. There were, you know, 2,000 people there a weekend or whatever it was. And, yeah. and I, Shit. I, I got the job simply because, one, I knew the owner, and two, I worked for literally nothing. Like, I didn't you know, <laughs> You're like, I'll pay you. What yeah, do I need? Mean? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was voluntary free child labor. Yeah, yeah. But, uh. But I, and I, I did that for a couple of years, and then I got the, uh, the the nerve to get on stage there and sing with the cover bands, and then sing with like I I get to sing with Johnny Lee one time, Urban Cowboy, when I was wow. you know, 15 years old, and then, and that's when I started kind of getting the uh, just more brave and started writing songs and and uh, but I've been doing it for so long, it's like I I really don't know what else I would do. I uh, a buddy of mine were talking a while back, like I don't know, I can cuss, right? I can curse on the podcast. Oh yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. So, Exactly. I was I was bitching about the the music business and how it's changed. Now it's different. Now it's 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 not the same as it was. It's it's not fair and whatever I was saying, right? And, <laughs> and he just said, like, "What are you complaining about? Are you gonna quit doing this?" I'm like, well, no, I'm not gonna quit. It's like, well, then quit bitching. You're a lifer. Get over it. It's like, man, I'm a lifer. It's like you're a lifer. Wow. And I love that. It's what I am. Like I, I yeah. It chose me. I didn't choose it. Like I don't know what I'd do besides music. I mean, I I think I'm. I think I'm smart enough to do other things, but I don't want to try them. I've, I've put all my time and effort into this and I love it. And I, I owe so many relationships to music and, yeah. and opportunities to music. And it's just been so great to me. Plus you have all these fans, right? Like you can't disappoint your fans and be like, Hey guys, I'm going to start a, you know, a, a pretzel shop. Um, I'll, I'll see you guys, you know, like, uh, you know, I love that. Well, what about acting or something? I don't know. Musicians get into, they still keep, right? They still keep doing music and stuff, but maybe other creative, you know, I've had Bob Schneider on the pop, uh, podcast a couple of times. He does a lot of art, you know, yeah. on, on the side or whatever. I don't know. Are there other, th- other hobbies or something else you could, you could creatively turn to maybe in addition to? We, hey, I, first of all, I wanted to touch on, yeah, when I said relationships, that's what I mean is, is the fans as well as just yeah. the I've made. But I mean, I feel like, in the Texas scene, especially, I mean, our, our fans are our friends. They're the ones that they support us. That's the true. That on the road. And yeah. it's, it's not like we're these untouchable celebrities like Hollywood is or like, you know, whatever else could be. Like, For sure. Right. I'm, I'm at the yeah. same gas station and grocery store. Everybody else is at. It's not, it's not yeah. Different, but, you know, it's, Love that. But uh, as, as far as, uh, what was your question? I'm sorry, McGinley. Was just just like what, you know, something else creatively you could turn. Yeah. Not, not ever stop music, you know, of I course, mean, but yeah. just something else. Believe me, right now with, with, with COVID, I've definitely, I mean, I've thought about other ways to make income besides music. Yeah. Not that, not that I need the income. I mean, we all need the income, but like, sure. Uh, and right now I'm, I am unemployed basically because I can't play in Texas and that's, you know, 90% of my business, I feel like, but yeah. um, no, I, I'm not kidding. There really isn't anything else professionally that I can see myself doing. I mean, uh, I, I'd love to produce records. There you I, I go. Produce, I produce my own music. Yeah. Uh, I produced a few other people, but at the same time, that's just, 
that kind of comes in time. And I think that your track record has to speak for itself. And then you get the one opportunity that kind of pushes you over the edge. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're getting 10 phone calls a day. That's what I think. I mean, I don't sure. know that. I know like, yeah. I, mean, I know a few producers who just, you just kind of get lucky and right place at the right time and, uh, and producing the right person. But sure. Yeah. Just sort of mentoring other artists yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. I know a few of my peers have, uh, have started their own record labels and like manic, like, you know, Randy's involved with Parker McCollum, uh, for example. And uh, I just, I don't think I have the, not that I have the time to do that because I think Randy's busier than I am. I just don't <laughs> know if I want to do that. Like, I just think yeah. I prefer spending uh, my time and my team's time on other projects that you know, can benefit me more directly, I think. Sure. But, absolutely. Uh, of course. I don't know. Like, like for, but my manager, for example, I've, I've personally found multiple artists and pass them on to my manager for him to help them. Cause I don't want to be that guy, but I trust yeah. my manager. And I think if this guy's talented, we could all work together and all build each other up at the same time. Like I, I believe in team mentality. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's about. That that's, that's what it's about, right? You've got to, once you get to a certain point, it's almost like part of the tradition of helping some people get up to that point and so on and so forth. Absolutely. You know, it just, yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, but like you said, it all becomes part of the team. You help them, they help you. I mean, it all, it all works together. Um, you know, do, do you write songs with other people and, and that sort of thing, or maybe for other artists, do you already do that? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, actually written more in the past three months because of COVID and through zoom and FaceTime. And I've been doing this, uh, man, I don't, tend to write a lot at the house by myself because i've i am married now i've uh i'm yeah. 35 years old. i just i got more things going on when i was 20 years yeah. old single dude totally. by myself <laughs> writing songs every day get a uh, six pack of beer right you could just yeah, sit down like, and yeah I totally i write all day just because i had nothing to do and i had no responsibilities but it's a little bit different now and i have to schedule time to write sure. but but so it's been hard to write by myself at home and therefore i'd fly to nashville once or twice a month or every few months and right there, but golly, that's takes a lot of time and a bunch of money. I mean, a, a round trip in Nashville is three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, hotels are two hundred bucks a night. Usually, I, yeah. I find a couch to crash on. Then you're paying for Ubers and taxis and dinner, and yeah. it gets expensive. And now I've been writing twice a week on my computer and finishing more songs than I have in the last probably thirty six months. That's awesome. After you meet this podcast, I'm writing immediately. So. That's awesome. So, do you, so you don't mind the Zoom interaction, like creatively, like okay, let's try this, let's try that. That's cool. I, I will say that it's a lot better to write in the room with someone because I can, I can see, I can feel the energy. I can, yeah. like, I can hear the music better because it is kind of, um, oh, what's the word? Just kind of not, not very crisp over the internet. Like the sound is kind of muffled. Sure. I'm like, are you playing a G or a C there? I really yeah. can't tell. <laughs> uh, that happens sometimes, yeah. but man. Uh, but, for, but I will say that when you, you fight in Nashville sometimes, the first hour often is just kind of like you bullshitting and, and talking yeah. about how's it been going and, and you're kind of more complaining about the industry. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I get it. I but, get it. But when you're at home, it's like you just kind of get right to it. You get to work and you say, all right, thanks. I got to go. My wife's waiting on me. Bye. It's just, yeah, totally. Or more importantly, too, I've flown to Nashville and, or I've flown to Colorado to write and it's just like, Oh, dude, sorry. I don't feel very good today. I can't write today. It's like, oh my god! Man, I know you oh. live here, but I just, I just spent a lot of time getting here, and 
Totally. Let's get some. Let's get some Benadryl, right? Like, yeah. what, what do you What do you need? <laughs> you can save your life. Come on. Yeah. Let's get. Yeah. Let's get some Theraflu and a fucking Gatorade, okay. and let, let and let's get you going. Yeah. That's yeah, but, great. but but you can't take it personally. I mean, I sure. I know how it feels. I mean, there's also been times I've woken up with whiskey flu in Nashville. Yeah. And I don't want to write, but I'm gonna do it. You know, and I show up. I'm, I'm bloodshot. And I'm yawning. I'm just tired. Yeah. You got to push through, baby. I'm from the restaurant industry. So like I'm a chef, you know, I've worked in kitchens, right? Like you got to show up to work, man, no matter what the fuck happened the night before. In fact, that's like part of the, I don't know, the camaraderie of the kitchen is, is that the the fact that you can say that you showed up after, you know, (laughs) going to Oklahoma and back in the same night, right? Like some crazy story or something. Uh, Yeah. You must be there in Dallas somewhere, huh? No, I'm in Austin, but I grew up in, in Dallas. I grew yeah, up in say, Dallas. Just say you're in Oklahoma last night. That's only something Metroplex would say. I no, but from Austin, exactly. That's why it would be crazy. It's yeah, like, okay. I went to Oklahoma and back, but even in Dallas, uh, that would ha- that has happened to me uh, one time. I, yeah. I did go to a party one time, and I woke up in Oklahoma. I was just like, what the hell? Uh, it was out in Denton, so it wasn't, right? Like, it's not that far yeah. of a drive, but still enough where, like, I woke up in another state, uh, it definitely shocked me. I thought maybe I should cut back on the tequila <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little bit, you know, or not. I don't know. Or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or not. So that's great. So you're writing all this new music. Um, what about, are you trying to, you know, put together a new album or is this just because I have the time I'm going to take advantage, you know, during this time, or was it so- stuff you already had planned? It's just sort of, you know, well, it's both. I mean, definitely I'm yeah. taking advantage of the time because there's not a lot to do yeah by the way let me rephrase that there is plenty to do i mean in life i've got yard work i've got housework i've got totally yeah ask your wife right that's what my wife would say if i said there's not much to do my wife would be like her eyes would be like what well i'm sorry what she probably heard it right now and she's at work i'm telling you miles away she just heard me say that her ears there's there's always stuff to do but as far as like as far as productivity professionally I mean, I'm, I'm working on social media content, but okay, that's, that's great. And I, I think that I know that social media is important, but when it comes down to like, I, every singer has to have a good song before any social media content's even seen. To- totally. Right. You gotta like, have, the, you gotta have the, 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 the musical content before the media content. I, you gotta I, have the, this is how we put it in, in the food industry. You gotta have the product before the packaging. Yeah, exactly. That's at least is what I think. So, uh, yeah. Man, I, yeah, I, but also I've been writing to, to put a new record out. I, I don't know when it's going to come out. I know the, the usual studios I record in are shut down right now uh, because one, one guy has one of his crew members like living in a studio quarantined because he's, you know, oh, like, he's not healthy and yeah. uh, can't risk him getting sick. One studio is just not big enough for what I want to do. If I do vocals there, not whole tracking. And uh, anyway, just uh, I know there's, studios out there but at the same time i'm just if i put an album out how do i promote it by touring i, I can't so totally totally yeah I, I can definitely see putting out singles right now just to put out content i don't think i want to put out a record right now i don't i don't sure think it's the smartest move i mean it i could be wrong if someone puts a record out right now and proves me wrong that'd be that'd be i mean there are people doing it i just personally they, pro- I, they probably had a lot of it done pre-covid though i, I would assume yeah, I just you know. I, there's a there's a mentality right that this it's changed the past twenty years because of streaming and such. But 
you know, you don't, sorry, how do I say this? You don't tour to promote your CD. You make a CD to promote your tour. Like the, the, the tour is not interesting. The CD. The CD is the vehicle, interesting, right? right? Interesting. Like you just, you used to make a lot of money on CD sales and like yeah. now you, you really don't because everyone's just kind of getting a song at a time, fractions of pains at a time. Like the only way to make money is touring. Yeah. And there's, that's one reason why I'm, I'm proud to say and happy to be an independent artist yeah. because at least I own my records. And yeah. I mean, I, I'm making a few dollars right now from mailbox money from all the, you know, streaming services, radio royalties, and still CD sales. If you're an artist on a major label, you know, you make money on touring period. Yeah. And those guys aren't, aren't touring right now. So they have literally zero income. As far as I understand, they might have different royalties coming in, but at sure. least for me, I mean, I know I'm not touring, but I still have residual, which is a great thing. And that's, yeah. I, I and you own your music. And I own my music. Yeah. And I've, I've written almost all of my songs. Uh, all of my radio songs that I've written, I know that all my singles written or co-written, but of like 75 songs I've recorded, I think I've recorded four covers so far or four songs not written by me. Something yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Now's it now it's just proof that I mean all although it's proof that being a musician isn't a guaranteed occupation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a or a live musician. Sure. I it's also proof that I mean being independent is there's something about that right now. And the way yeah. things are moving forward, who knows uh when it'll be before we're touring live uh consistently. I I do think that small towns are gonna say fuck it and do it anyway. Sure. And they're gonna see backlash from that also though. I think there'll yeah. be some backlash. Uh, like we're going to South Dakota and Wyoming and no one, someone asked me, how are y'all doing that? I'm like, well, we're, there, there's no rules. Dri driving there. Yeah. We're just driving there. What do you mean? What are you? The going. <laughs> yeah. All 77 people are going to be there. You know? Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. I think there's a safe way to do it. We have to find a safe way to do it. What are we going to do? We're not going to play live music anymore. I mean, that's just crazy. What about sports? What about, I mean, you know, you're talking about a lot of businesses, a lot of live music venues that would have to shut. I mean, it's just, it's a ripple effect. You know, I'm, again, I'm from the restaurant service industry, uh, you know, for a long time. And that's crucial. I mean, that's just key. Same thing with restaurants. They're just getting, you know, hammered, right? And bars and everything. I mean, all my friends who are, you know, bar owners, restaurant owners, chefs, what, whatever they may be, they're struggling big time right now. And, you know, it, it has, we have to find a way to, to do it and move forward. I mean, that's well, just man, the bottom me, line. Let me talk about this with you. This is good because, uh, you know, we are leaving for South Dakota here pretty quick. And I was talking about getting a videographer on the road to help chronicle things. And, you know, the first thing our team says is, well, do we want to be showing your fans at your playing in front of a thousand people or 500 people, whatever the number, I don't know what the number's going to be yet. Sure. And then they might be social distancing. They might not be, uh, you know, first of all, like how am I supposed to feel? I, I'm not the guy right now to go out there and go, this is bullshit. We're not able to play. I'm an American. I got my rights. And it's like, yeah. Although part of me feels that way. I just think it's a little bit selfish to announce that as my feeling like because because the truth is i don't know how i feel right it changes every day like part of me thinks that i shouldn't be going part of me thinks that i should be staying home and being part of the solution but also a, a bigger part of me feels like i've got to i employ you know more than a dozen people who are are like one, a few guys are living with their parents right now because they can't afford their rent 
Yeah. Uh, a few guys are like, I mean, are struggling, like selling their, their other guitars and they're freaking like getting new cars. It costs less money and, and moving out of their house. And they're I just like, it's, it's not as black and white sometimes as just, you can't do it because I said so. I, and I feel like you're going to get people sick. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that this is not real. I mean, I, I, this is the same conversation I've had with a thousand people, but sure. it's just not as black and white as, yes, I'm doing it. It's bullshit. Or no, you can't do it. It's bullshit. Like there's a lot of factors to be into play. And yeah, I mean, deep down, like I, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get my, my friends sick. And we're, I, I'm, we have guys on the road wearing masks. I know if you ask my bandmates, a couple of guys think I don't want to be here, but I got to pay my bills. And a couple of guys think, I don't give a shit. I don't do it anyway because yeah. I ain't worried about it. Yeah. And so like you have all these conflicting uh, perspectives and I also have contractual obligations to attain to this. I mean, I, we booked these shows eight months ago before COVID and, yeah. and uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that I, I, to be honest, I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable, but at the same time I feel more like I need to do this versus I, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, listen, Kyle, I'm, I'm going to be real honest, man. I think that's just a real answer, man. I think you're talking about real things that yeah. real people are struggling with. Just like you said, it's not a black and white issue. You know, it's it really is. You know, there's a ripple effect to all this. And it's real simple for the government. Just say, oh, just stop doing this. OK, but where's the help? Where's the support? Where's the you know, we, we got families to feed. We got things to do. You know, it's the same struggle in a kitchen right now. You've got one one cook saying, you know, I'm wearing a mask. I, I really don't want to be here, but I, I have to pay bills. Who's taking care of me? I, I have to do this. Right. And the owner's thinking the same thing. I got employees to pay. I got bills to pay. Nobody stopped the rent and utilities. And, you know, I, I have all these things to pay. I get it, man. I get the struggle that people are going through. I'm sympathetic to it. I'm, I feel devastated, you know, that people are going through this. You know, I closed my food business last year in 2019 after five years here in Austin. And all I can think is, what if I had not closed? What if I'd have yeah. kept it open one more year? You know, to close instead. Yeah. yeah, I would be going through everything right now, these same, you know, sort of struggles. And it, it, it saddens me, man. It really saddens me. And I think people definitely need to be very patient um, with quick to judge people and point the finger at people and what they're doing, you know, you got to look at the reasoning behind what they're doing, right? They're not just giving a big finger to what's going on. They're saying, no, I have all these things that I have to deal with. And I I'm sympathetic to you, man. I think a lot of people, you know, listeners who have a heart would be, I mean, and I think your struggle to do what you need to do is, is real. And I think you're not the only musician I can't imagine any other musician thinking any other way right now, right? Like that you know, struggle it, of what do I do? And so much, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I'm, not, I'm a little selfish and I, I want to play. I, I just, I do just want to play, but that, that's, I a get it. Dude, man. I can't I wait it. to be on stage and play for people. And, sure. and I'm, I'm all about every form of social distancing that we have to do to make this safe for everybody. Sure. I mean, I'm not doing meet and greets. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to, I won't personally be in touch with anybody. Yeah, but I am contributing to people getting together. That's sure. where my guilt lays, lies. But at the same time, I promise you, Patrick, I'm not making much money going to South Dakota and Wyoming this weekend, dude. I'm not sure. It, but, but my band, dude, they have not made. You know, I applied for the PPP loan. I did, and I I got it. I didn't make much money. That ran out at the end of June. 
I don't think I'm going to be touring again until November. So you're telling me the guys that I've had my, on the road with me for five, six years, who I've been their primary income, they don't get to play music in Texas, which is that for what, six months, dude? Like, come on. That's why I, I'm going to have to take these shows right now. Like, I'm not doing this for my pocketbook to give me an extra thousand dollars in my book. Totally. It's not what it's about, dude. It's like, yeah. Uh, at the same time, I, I, yeah, man, it's just, it's tough. And I, I do feel guilty because I can, I can just right now see someone watching the podcast thinking to themselves, it's not about how, how is money more important than people's lives? Like, and I, and I get what you're saying. I do, but good Lord, this is a ripple effect. This is going to last so much longer. I mean, one of my favorite venues in the state of Texas closed down a couple of weeks ago, big Texas in spring, Northeast. Oh around for 15 years and they shut down the doors because they can't afford their rent and yeah. think about this right not only did that place shut down and you, i can only assume that places there will have to be a bar that takes its place moving forward sure but, maybe you know, not to be honest not, with you man yeah. i'm in the industry i've got my pulse on that like it's all i do I, that might never happen i hate I to mean, say that less less bars and dance halls mean less opportunities for musicians to play means yep. less people wanting to be musicians because no one can afford to be a musician. It just, yeah. it, it's supply and demand. If there's no place to house the musicians, there's no place for musicians. And yep. unless we all go online and do live streams for the rest of our lives, I think going to happen, dude. I mean, yeah. people, people will continue to do live streams forever now, but that's sure. not going to be the primary way we, we experience music. There's nothing, it's not the same. It's not the same at all, right? I mean, not not even close. Um, it's great, right? Like you said, it, it can be a part of it. Um, and I think that is cool. That, that will be something that's, that can come out of it. It's another revenue stream for the artist. It's another way for the fan to interact, uh, whatever. But yeah, like you said, it, there's no way it can replace a live concert, right? I mean, uh, the energy you know, of a live concert is like un unlike anything else. Even you know before coronavirus, I remember reading some magazine that's like, Here's the future. It's like robot bands, you know, and uh, you can request every song. And the robot band knows 10 million songs. It's, it's, it's programmed in. And I'm like, okay. like I, no one wants to see it. Just turn the radio on. Who gives a shit? Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about a robot band. But it was like somewhere over in, in Asia that happened. But it was anyway, it was just uh, China. Uh, golly. I, I mean, what, I hope my not. music will forever be important to people it reaches people it's emotional it, it it's just it touches people in ways that other things can't it's just the, hey i'll tell you one thing by the way as a as a country boy as a man as a i believe in the handshake fist bump's fine with me now dude i don't yeah shake no more i mean yeah I, yeah i know i love the handshake too right I, i'm texan man so that yeah. the handshake is crucial but if uh, if, if we're gonna stick with a fist bump for, like forever. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And, and I can go play music again and we don't get sick anymore. Fist bump is fine, dude. Elbow bump. Right. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Totally. That's not well, my Look, my, my wife's from Spain, so um, and my mom's from Mexico. So in, in, in all Latin cultures, you kiss when you meet somebody. Right? In Spain, you do two kisses. That's Are a European doing way. That? Boom, boom. I, no way. There's no way. But that's got to be so hard for their culture to let that go because you do it without thinking when you meet somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just that's just like a handshake here. It's just without thinking. So, yes, these these weird little things that write that nobody you wouldn't even think twice about, you know, before now we have to reevaluate. But absolutely. I'm 
I will give or, up a handshake to give a fist bump to go to a live concert. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like I think five years from now, people will go, "Can you believe we used to shake strangers' hands?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we, it's okay shaking your friend's hand, your family's hand, but a stranger, like it's the same idea as like, well, it's the same idea as kissing, right? Like you kiss, you know, you kiss yeah. your, your your best friend or whatever. Sure. It's like, but a stranger? I'm not kissing a stranger. <laughs> You're right. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, well, I'm curious how we'll look back 5, 10, 15 years at this whole period. You Watching know. robot bands, you know, fist bumping. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, the robot band just sounds... You know, that's what we used to watch at Chuck E. Cheese as kids, right? The robot band. No, that's not fun anymore, right? Like that when you get older. Nobody wants to see a hilarious. robot band. That is, that's the original robot band. You're right, Chuck yeah, e. Cheese. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the animatronic. Yeah, forget. That's so crazy, man. Yeah, so, let, you know, you were talking about live streams earlier um, and, you know, the way that that can fold in to now your brand, right, if you will, as a, as a revenue stream, right? Um, and again, another way to interact with the fans. What other ways are you finding during all this, you know, besides that? Uh, or is there anything else? Or is that really the main thing? Well, I, I will say this, right? The live stream thing for me, I enjoy doing it, but it wasn't very uh, financially beneficial. I don't, I don't like asking for money, dude. I, just, I feel weird, like, I didn't feel bad at first asking for just straight up donation money for my band and crew because sure. it 100% went to my band and crew and yeah. I, I wanted it for them so badly. But after four or five times doing it, one, I did see the money decrease, goes down and down. And that's, and I understand that, but I just, I don't know. I just don't like saying, by the way, we're going to pay our bill. I, I just, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I can see people listening going, Hey, Kyle Park, you have your own tour bus. Why don't you just give your guys all your money and quit asking us for our money? And I understand where they're coming, although it's not even it's not accurate. I understand. <laughs> right. <where they're> <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. So, sure. I mean, every musician I know is bleeding right now, you know, and yeah. uh, some guys are paying their bands more than others. Some guys let their bands go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm at the point now where I feel like uh, it probably is the best idea for my guys to go on unemployment. But sure. we still have shows this weekend, so I don't want to. I don't know. It's just it's a weird little situation. I, after we get back from South Dakota, I might we might do. I'll do that. But sure. anyway, as far as uh, making money, yeah, live stream. That wasn't a, a big thing for me as far as making money. I know we've done well on merchandising, new merchandise, new T-shirts and things, and having merchandise deals. I was uh, autographing CDs like every Friday. I'd do a every CD is for sale for only five dollars and i autograph them all we were doing that oh, nice a bunch of CDs were for sale that that worked out good um i know we're also i, I sell like uh autographed handwritten lyrics to songs uh, oh that's cool things like that they're all we do i do cameo now i'm on the cameo band okay yeah uh, and and the one thing we're doing in the app like hopefully today or tomorrow releasing this information is that we're going to be doing just uh Private shows, basically. We can't go to bars. We can't go to dance halls. But if you if you want to throw a party in your backyard, we'll do it. We'll do a party for you right now. Just get the sorry, band. my dogs. Uh, Came in here. Uh, but yeah, oh, just good. trying to find ways to do you know make you know not make money but keep the band employed, honestly. And for our fans who miss seeing live music, well, I mean, if you if you have a backyard that's you know won't get in trouble with your neighbors, we'll play in the living room. I don't care. We'll we'll play somewhere for you. And we're also gonna start doing like uh, Zoom concerts though like this 
have ways where uh, oh I just, like you that have like it might be where it's five or ten people and you won't know those people but you're all in the same room together and I can ask each person individually where they're from what their name is it's I, I can actually that's kind of cool actually yeah, I, I haven't heard of that yet um, yeah. that's cool I, I think I was doing Aaron Watson's idea and I'm sure he I don't know if he took it from somebody else or not but I saw Aaron doing it this way where instead of just making charging one person a bunch of money and having them find ten people. Sure. How about I just charge individually a, a, a much lower price and have 10 strangers together and it's like a concert. Totally. Totally. No, I love that. I, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting, especially with the, yeah, man, see, you know, technology is finding its way right during all this. We're finding all these new and different ways um, that we have to adapt because of technology um, through and all this. I'm seeing like, for instance, you know, businesses that have offices, right? Physical offices, that's going to decrease immensely, right? Once they figure out, oh, we can do this job remotely. What, what do we need to pay for rent and conference tables and, you know, tacos on Tuesday for everybody, right? Like we don't have to do that anymore. So yeah, that's what, what ways in music do you see that happening? Well, besides songwriting, like I told you earlier, that's a big change for me. Um, yeah, just meetings in general, that's for sure. I, I don't have a lot of meetings to go to. I, I just do, you know, conference calls if I need have to. But, uh, man, I guess it's a good question I don't know the answer to yet. Uh, as far as live performance, like I said, I don't think that live streaming will be the answer forever. I guess I could imagine that why wouldn't a venue, you know, offer, like, subscription-based things to members of the venue, but if you can't come to the show that night, you can log on and watch the concert from your house. That's good. That's a great idea. And you can just always just every, every show, if you're a big fan of the venue and just, I can't go, I got the kids. I, I think yeah. it works for people who have families. That's, that's one big thing we saw, by the way, like when I did the live streams, I really felt like it was an older audience who, cause the, I think the younger audience still felt like doing something else, sure. but the older audience who hadn't been to a concert in years because they weren't able to, we're finally able to. Yeah. And that's also a reason why I think that um, donations were a big part is because it was a, an older audience that had the ability to donate, you know, their, yeah. their money. Um, but also at the same time, that just, that kind of wears out after a couple of weeks. It's like, well, we've given, you know, enough money for the past four or five weeks to yeah. <laughs> we kind, of, kind of quit, cut sure. down a little bit. Well, you could do like tickets, right, for the show. I know a lot of, you know, bands do it that way. They just sell a ticket for the live stream and you buy a ticket. That way there's no donation. There's no nothing. You just buy a ticket for it. And well, I, I, I don't know. So here's a good example of why I think that, that I'm not sure how that works, for example. Sure. Take, take uh, you know, George Strait, biggest artist, you know, Texas flight behind you, right? Take George Strait. Yeah, George Strait, baby. If George Strait does a live stream show tonight for free, don't you think he's kind of diminishing his product and wasting wasting money? Like because because he could sell tickets and make money, no doubt about it. But if he sells tickets, he's kind of a prick because everybody else is doing it for free. So if I you see charge, what you're so if you charge a hundred bucks for a live stream and thousands of folks are watching, you're kind of like, well, why why am I? I don't know. I just I see what you're saying. I don't know. I, I think he's like, why does, why does George Strait need my hundred bucks when he's at his house doing this? Like what's his yeah. overhead right now? You know, sure. kind of thing. But the, again, back to 
why would he do it for free? Yeah. And I think he diminishes his product because his whole deal is he only plays a couple of shows a year anyway. If you don't go see George, yeah. you better give, go to Vegas. He only plays eight times a year. So I just think there's a there's conflicting reasons why certain people should and shouldn't do it. Sure. Uh, and I, I mean, personally, like at first I thought it was important to play every week. And now I'm like, I don't know if that's, I don't know about diminishing product and, and the definition of how you do that and what, I mean, would it benefit me right now to play every single night on social media or that run its course? I think it runs course every night. If I do it That's every week, then it's a different question. Every month, do I do it on holidays? Do I do it like just once? I, I mean, there is, it's supply and demand. And it's, it's the question of like, uh, it's, it's up to each individual person. And I, I think each individual person is different too, according to their career. Like, yeah. I think, for example, um, George Strait can also, he is so established. He has the ability to stay out of the light for a couple of years and come back George Strait. I mean, a hundred percent. There's pop artists. I don't know their names. Or there's, there's country artists who have their newest single. They just got big like last year. And their guarantee went from 15000 to 50000 overnight. If they go away... That might ruin their career because we went back from fifty to fifteen immediately. Yeah, I just so some of these guys who are hot right now, you got to strike while the iron's hot, and I think you play every week. Yeah, that's what I think. But then again, yeah. also if you can't, but can you afford to do that? Like, can you afford to just play for free? But uh, I know I've, I've seen. I mean, Garth did it. Shit, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, man, you're right. This is an interesting time. For the industry, it's like it sort of just got all jumbled around and everyone's trying to see what to do. You know, everybody's scrambling, trying to figure out what's the best approach uh, moving forward. I, mean, I think you make a lot of um, great points, man, to be to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I imagine this. I, I don't know why. I just I had this thought while while you were talking about that, you know, in in the restaurant industry right now, there's this sort of movement of something called a ghost kitchen. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever heard of that before? Uh-uh. So well, oh, I'll I guess just, like getting all automated systems and machines doing it for you. No, no. Which, good God, I hope the same thing with the robot band. I hope a robot kitchen yeah. scenario robot does kitchen. not happen. But robot. no, no, it's not that. It's basically um, a kitchen that's closed off to the public. So it's just a closed-in kitchen that operates like ten restaurants out of one kitchen, and it's all delivery and takeout. But so you could have Joe's Pizza, you know, Sam's Chinese food and whatever, all working in one kitchen, the same cooks cooking everything. They're just, you know, working off these virtual menus right online. You know, there's no there's no brick and mortar of the restaurant. It's just this delivery place. So I, I can imagine almost something like that for music venues. And, and this is how I would explain it. So it would be like, you know, you, you actually as a band, you go to a, an actual venue to play the show. But instead of there being the crowd, it's a virtual crowd. So you share the revenue and stream with the with the place, right? So you're still getting employees of the venue work, your crew yeah. and band are getting work, and you know. But now you're streaming it out to, I mean, literally globally, right? Anybody could log on that that wants to log on, and maybe that just like a venue, that's what they do. They just become this virtual ghost you know, any band could come in and play, but you actually physically do have to go there and play. Um, and it streams out. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's, I don't know, man, you know, I'm spitballing here. I, I don't know. That's you know, it's cool a podcast, idea. right? We're, 
Man, that's a pretty cool idea. I know what, what I did in May, uh, a buddy of mine, when, when they shut down bars, there was no bars. Uh, actually, I think it was just a 25% occupancy. Maybe they just they just made that clear, a 25% occupancy. But the place uh, my buddy has, it's uh, Mesquite Creek Outfitters in Georgetown, Texas, on the square okay. of Georgetown. And, but they're also an apparel store. Uh, uh, they sell apparel. So they were able to be at 50% capacity. Got it. Both, okay. Well, what we did was... I, I brought the, sh- the band there, the whole lights, sound system, everything. And they had like 20 people in the crowd that like, like employees and VIPs. And what we did was I convinced Mesquite Creek to help purchase a film team to come film for social media content. So one, we did a live stream where Facebook followers of mine and Mesquite Creek could watch us Two. While we did the concert, we had a video team filming music videos, basically. So that, you know, at least you weren't able to have the crowd there, but you're able to have a band for your crowd at home, plus social media content for the future to advertise future things. It was kind of knocking out two birds with one stone. That's awesome. Yeah, it's smart. That's just that smart. Could be, that could be the future of venues, but it all comes down to how do you pay for that? You have to have a sponsor yeah. to do that. And who's willing to sponsor you if no one's coming to the show? It's just there's so many moving parts. But uh, like you said, there's, sure. there's a lot of cool. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. This has all made everyone think outside the box extremely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, it's all that's happening in restaurants and bars. Everyone's thinking outside the box. What can we do? How can we pivot? How can we make money? Again, the same thing. You can't just, oh, we got to stop. There's a, a, a pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, we, we can't, we, we can't make any more money. We can't pay everybody's bill. I mean, no, you've got to find a way to, you know, make things happen. So yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's all about being creative right now. And, and honestly, what I feel most bad about, and I'm sure this is probably the same case with either musicians or live music venues was if you were already struggling before the pandemic, right. You, you're done for, right. It's yeah. done. I mean, it, you're, you're, there's just, it's the last blow, right? Cr- crucial bro. And that, and that devastates me because, you know, restaurants and bars, what they work on bars, work on a better margin than a restaurant does, but um, you know, you're already working on, on thin margins. Um, so yeah, that, that just honestly, it just, it saddens me, man. I think about it every day to be honest with you. No, you know, a, it breaks my heart. No, I, I know that I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm still able to play music and, uh, you know, do what I do. And it's, it's not about the money. I mean, when it comes down to, it's not about my money when it comes to me wanting to play right now, it comes down to the guys who've been with me for years and years. I get it. Uh, you're, you're the leader, man, right? You've, t- you've taken care of them this whole time. You're just yeah. finding another way to take care of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it, man. I mean, when I had my business, uh, I would be doing everything right now to take care of my employees. I'd be sacrificing myself, not paying my, do whatever I had to do to make sure they'd take care of them. Now, of course, you have to always look out for yourself because if you're not doing okay, then you can't take care of anybody, right? That's numero uno. Uh, well, but you know, it's a balance. Well, you know, it's tough. You know, business, right? It's like, and one of the toughest thing too, I mean, I've had musicians and, and crew members who have felt this way. And luckily I don't think my guys feel this way right now because they're all smart, been around for a long time, but there's fans who for sure feel this way, right? That here I am like, Hey, how, how much does it cost for Kyle Park to play a gig? Uh, ten thousand dollars. Just make ten, you know, twenty thousand dollars. Like, he knows twenty thousand. It's like, well, he's not putting twenty thousand dollars in his pocket. 
<laughs> you know, like, like not at all exactly there's, yeah. there's a booking agency there's management there's diesel there's salaries there's like nine contract laborers you know musicians and thing there's uh the bus broke down the way there by the way that yeah, i had to fix that uh taxes uh there's there's just so many things that go down the roads like i would i would guess that i mean most of there, there is a good thing right if i made a hundred thousand dollars on one show well i'd probably make like 80% of that money, 70% of that money. But if I make $5,000, I make 0% of $5,000. Totally. You know, totally. There, there is that break even point. And then it kind of starts sure. doing this. Yeah. But uh, that's a funny thing. And just, yeah, people, uh, people definitely think that, you know, all musicians who, 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 uh, who have a CD out are, are rich. And it's like, no, that's not true. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Uh, all uh, I saw, I, I saw somebody, um, uh, you know, Facebook groups, I, I definitely monitor some Facebook groups and whatever. And service industry ones are just hilarious to me, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's all about busting balls and whatever. I'm all about that. You know, it's, it's all in good fun. So anyway, there, there was this guy complaining about um, business owners, right? Just just all restaurant and bar owners, just all of them, that they're all, you know, rich and and they all have a, a house and a yacht to fall back on and all this. Maybe not a yacht, but it's just like they all have like a summer home. It's like people stuck on the bars. What I'm, like I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Like, are you kidding me? Do you really think all restaurant or bar owners? Some of the times they have literally nothing. They're giving it all to make sure it stays afloat. Like they have the bar. That's all they have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're crazy. It's like that's not the case at all. But that's the mentality from some people. Um, who maybe have never been in that position or for some reason just can't, right? They can't see the forest through the trees for some reason. You know that guy um, drinking. Just because you spent $10,000 drinking here doesn't mean yeah. I spent $10,000. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, you could have been part owner with that. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> You're just helping pay the bills, keeping the lights on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's, you know, again, it's a tough time. I think people are all struggling everyone's going through something we've never been through. Tensions are high and I get it. My, my whole thing is, you know, like my wife and I talk about, it's just about being patient with people and trying to understand the perspective and where they're coming from. Uh, because we're all, you know, living a different life. We all have different responsibilities, different build, like nobody knows what's going on. Right. But basically between each other. So yeah, I think we just have to be a little bit more respectful and just try to get through it together. I think that's the main thing and not fighting, not turning on each other, but, but let's try to get, you know, through this together and really start pushing it, the blame where it needs to go, not to each other because we're all struggling. I hate when, when I see people that both work hard for a living, right? Multiple jobs, take care of the, fa and then they're fighting. It's like, y'all are on the same, y'all have the same battles. You know, I, I hate that. It breaks my heart, man. I, I, it just, it, it, yeah, it just breaks my heart. But I understand. I mean, it's, it's tough right now for people. You know? It is. It's tough right now for people. And, it is. Uh, I, yeah. It's tough. I, I do hope that people are, what's the joke I heard when it first happened? There will be more divorces and more babies born in, in, in <laughs> months than, than ever before. People, people are at home. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, 100%. Yeah, there's, you know, it's funny because some people you'll talk to, they're like, I'm doing great. And they, they, they're like privately secret, like whispering it to you, right? Like, I'm, I, you know, I hate to say it, but like, everything's great for me for whatever reason. Um, I've talked to a few people like that, you know, they've spent the most time with their family they've ever spent, right? With their kids, 
Um, you know, I talked to a friend of mine, a father who lives in Chicago recently, and that's what he told me. He said, man, I got four months every day with my kids. Like, when am I going to get this time again? Like, I, I love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so it's crazy. It's, You're right uh, there. Yeah. I mean, I know that I'm, I'm basically newly married. I got married last April and, uh, congrats. To be, oh, thank you. Too. Sorry. I was, I was pausing. to be real. Like, I mean, I think like most me, I have to guess like most musicians, me being gone is the hardest part of my career and our relationship sure. Sure. and 100%. still being newly married. It's like, I, I leave every single weekend. And so th there was never a time where it's like, okay, this is what it feels like for you to be home all the time until now. I don't want to speak for her, but I'm pretty sure she's excited about me leaving this weekend too. You know, for the first time. <laughs> like, just, to, just to change it up and to get back to what we're used to doing. And yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I'll miss her. She'll miss me. I'll be gone for like 12 days coming up. And that's yeah. a long time gone uh, compared to being home. Like, I don't know, for the past 120 days, I can tell you this. Since I was 20 years old, I mean, even before that, because I, I haven't been home this much since I was in high school, like playing baseball. I was even on the road playing baseball wow. in high school. But yeah. as far as like being an adult, having a job, being a musician, <clears> I, was, <throat> I was touring when I was 19, 20 years old. And I've, I've never had this many weekends off in a row, ever, ever. And I hope I never will. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, right? That's... That's crazy. It's it's weird. I mean, I, I, I truly feel unemployed right now. Uh, not every day, but there's there's hours of the day where I'm like, uh, I could just like play PlayStation. I don't even feel guilty right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like video games. But I could do it because I, I got nothing to do. Like, totally. There's no, there's no true like urge to get something done. Like besides writing songs, besides being productive and creative all the time, like I don't have to get – I don't know that email out or that phone call out because I'm just, we're not going anywhere right now. We're all just kind of sticking around to figure out what the governor's going to say next. Totally. Yeah. It's hard to plan ahead. That's the worst part for me is right. You look to the fit, right. You're trying to plan ahead. It's how you, and it's just so hard to, to make a plan. Um, yeah. This is just almost impossible to try to make plans right now. Yeah, it is, man. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's Even, I'm, well, I'm glad you guys in South Dakota. I'm like, it's, we leave in a couple of days and I'm just still thinking they might call and they might say, sorry, we thought we could do it, but we just can't now. And that, that can totally yeah. happen. And I, yeah, uh, I, I, I convinced myself months ago that I'm not going to hope for the best and be disappointed. I'm just going to expect the worst and, and maybe get, you know, surprised pleasantly. Maybe. Sure. Absolutely. Well, man, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm sorry yeah. that the struggle is, is like mean, that. I don't mean life. I just mean music, the industry. No, no, for sure. For sure. I don't mean me. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. absolutely. Of course. Of course. But, but it is a struggle, man. And I think yeah. that's, you're just showing true, you know, emotions of that you, first of all, that you care about the people that, you know, help you be who you are right without them it, it's you can't do it all yourself so i think that's great man that you recognize that and that you just you're looking out for them and i think that struggle we i think that weight on your shoulders is what a lot of people who are in your position can completely relate to man i mean that is just it sucks right now man and you have to make tough decisions right unless you come from a place of leadership or ownership before you don't really know what that's like and it's hard and I do want to say all the stuff I've been saying, I'm only speaking for myself, not for my peers. Cause I know certain sure. peers 
feel differently. I know a couple of them are just fed up and fired up about getting back out there. And I get it. My peers are just like not ready, period. Yeah. So I get I'm that somewhere, too. I'm somewhere in between, no doubt. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm I'm just I'm in between. I'm I'm Hey, it's just tough, right? I'm I'm a roller coaster, to be honest with you, of emotions every day. I think sometimes I wake up in the morning ready to just burst out of this house and go do something. And other days, I'm not that way at all. Um, I don't even know what to expect from myself. Like it's, uh, yeah, man, it's just, um, yeah, again, so my thing is just, I just fall back on patience, trying to understand people, where they're coming from, their perspective. And I under, I just, I'm just sympathetic to people's struggles, no matter what you're feeling. I, I get it right now. It's tough yeah. to, it's just tough. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Kyle, man, listen, man, this has been, it's been a really awesome, honest, open conversation, man. And I really, you know, appreciate your insightful thoughts really into the industry and everything that's going on, man. And, you know, I feel like you got a really big heart, man. And that, that's probably a big reason um, you know, your fan base is behind you and your crew's behind you and everything. So that's just really cool to hear. And again, I'm just so sorry you're having to deal with all this and all these struggles. So, you know, I wish you the best, uh, with all the shows you got coming up, uh, you know, and for your crew, your, you know, your bandmates, everybody, man, I just, I wish you all the best. Well, thank you very much. Now for everybody out there listening to, uh, I, and who are, I'm not the one struggling like some people out there. So I, I feel for the ones who are truly, truly struggling. So, I mean, thank you for your words, Patrick. At the same time, there's, uh, I, I do, I know, I know, I know that there's a lot more important things that need to get going, but that's what it all boils down to for me is that when it comes down to it, there's more important things than going to concerts. And I, I, I hate to say it cause that's my business, sure. but, it, but I, I'd be a fool to say otherwise, man. Like we you know getting kids back in school is more important than going to concerts. Let's just be real. Right. Let's just, yeah, yeah. there's a lot more important totally. things. So for example, and I am ready to play music again. I'll be the first one out there playing. But at the same time, I just uh, – we got to stay safe, got to do what's right, and, and just be patient. And, and I mean, not, a, not do what we're told exactly, but just, just, uh, just use your head, you know? Yeah, use your head. Use your head. Be, yeah, absolutely. Let's, be, let's stay calm through all this, if, if anything, right, at, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, man, absolutely. Well, again, man, my, my best to um, – you know, to you and your family and, uh, you know, to your band and your crew and everybody, man. So thank you. Wish you the best call. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Awesome, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I, I expect you like to have like a little white cat. I love with just, <laughs> just that little background. Just like, right? like, just like just yeah, it. yeah. It's, it's the, it's the perfect chair for the villain. Yeah. Like it's, I love it. It's, <laughs> I need something like that. I love it. Man. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I do have this cat. Oh shit! <laughs> Holy shit! For a second, I for one split second, I that might have been real in my head. Just for, I was whoa! Oh shit! Oh man, that thing is crazy. I love that. That would scare the crap out of me at night if I got it. I like you know I'm one of those guys that still like go you know get up yeah. take a piss in the middle of the night. Just not really. Oh, that would scare this. I mean, I that's why I say it's in this, this office for yeah. The yeah. I love it. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that, Kyle. Um, well, yeah, again, man, enjoy the rest of your day. Um, good luck on your trip and, you know, Godspeed, brother. Sweet. Thank you, sir. You too. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you have any questions for me, 
please feel free to email the podcast at patrick at texasrealfood.com. And don't forget, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, all the different places you can get podcasts, you'll you'll find us on there. Or you can just go to our website, go to the Lone Star Plate. Dot com. And you can check us out on YouTube if you want to watch it. You know, we video these now, you know, on a little webcam here and go to the Texas Real Food YouTube channel and you can find it there. Make sure to follow uh, Texas Real Food as well on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe. Um, and if you, you know, are so inclined, please leave us a review anywhere you can. You know, follow us on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would really help us out. Thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, without you guys, we will, you know, what's the point of doing this? So, if you have any suggestions on how we can make the show better, please let us know. Thanks again. Be safe out there. Wash your hands.